Welcome, guys, to a new episode of the Analytics for You podcast. This is a space to talk about technology, digital solutions, and analytics in the healthcare fields. My name is Mariel Montero. I am here with Ruben and Michael. How are you doing, guys, today? I'm doing great, Mariel. How are you? And how are you, Michael? Hello, hello. Uh, greetings. It's nice to be back and ready for another podcast. We have a special guest today, Raymond Arce, um, of our Digital Solutions Engineers. Hi, Raymond. How do you feel today? Hello, I'm fine. And you guys? Great to have you here, Raymond. Welcome. Thank you for having me here. It is an honor for us to have you here. So I have a special question for you. What is your favorite fast food item? Well, I um, prefer uh, food being cooked in my house, but um, being uh, a fast food item, uh, practically since a few years ago, um, my favorite fast food, fast food is uh, Rape's Pizza. Um, it is something found uh, in the west side of the island. So, you know, it's kind of exotic. Ooh, interesting. Good. For me, it will be French fries. I, I really like the, the crispiness of, of, the French, of the French fries uh, when it comes to fast food. I have tried many times to do it at home, but to be honest, I have never accomplished the same, the same texture, the quality texture of, of, of you know, fast food French fries. This is a great subject for me because uh, I love French fries. So that's, you know, speaking directly to what Michael just said, uh, I like French fries from bowling alleys. I'm a big bowler, or I used to be. I haven't actually picked up a bowling ball in over a decade, but um, I used to love going to the bowling alley to eat French fries there. Uh, and and I also love donuts, and I also love fried chicken <laughs> from fast food places. So there's way too many things for me to pick, Mariel. Nowadays, you you know, every time I visit you guys in in the Dominican Republic, that I always I always <laughs> go for the for all the fried chicken that that uh, is all over uh, the Dominican Republic. There's, uh, there's all these uh, fast food uh, chicken places and uh, the, the next one is better than the previous one. So I just, I, I end up gaining a lot of weight and probably losing a few years of my life every time I go visit. Yes, always. Ruben now all the fried chicken place in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet, but definitely working on, on as many as I can, you know, get a taste of. There's, there's too many to try to know them all, but I love them. Absolutely love them. This diet of food is not usually my first choice, but my favorite fast food is loaded French fries. I love them, but I am very picky about them. They must be, be creepy, savory, and have extra toppings. Oof. Yes. <laughs> and for those, for those that don't know, I think uh, Marielle weighs probably 100 pounds wet. So she can keep eating all the fries she wants. She never gets fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Raymond, can you tell us about dual authentication? 
Uh, yes, I can. Um, dual authentication or two-factor authentication um, is a term used in, in security, in information security specifically, where um, you use multiple factors, like uh, something you know, something you have, something you are, something you do, or somewhere you are to generate the authentication. The authentication is just the process to um, tell uh, the security uh, system that you are who you say you are. So um, when doing uh, the two-factor or multi-factor authentication, you are combining two or more of the uh, of the um, elements that I that I mentioned before. For example, when you unlock your phone, you have um, various ways to do it. Um, let's say uh, you insert a pin code, or you insert or you use your uh, uh, fingerprint. But in fact, in two-factor authentication, you combine them, so it will be. Uh, your uh, your fingerprint and the uh, the pin code. That that same uh, um, scheme uh, can be used in multiple in multiple places, like um, like um, data centers uh, where you have to use a biometric device and a pin code, or in in a bank uh, where you have to uh, Put a signature or put a or, or put a, a fingerprint. So that's that's two-factor authentication. Now I, I do have a question, Raymond. When when you talk about authentication, right? Um, all, all I can hear is is security, right? So what would you say is the most important feature of of, of you know double authentication or multiple authentication? Well, um, the most important feature, uh, let's say, it, it's it's security itself. Um, um, the, the people that work with information security have to protect data um, at all costs. Um, for example, if it is in the healthcare, we have to protect um, the private uh, or the personal healthcare information of a patient. So uh, we cannot leave it uh, in, a, in a desk, uh, in a desk, uh, for prying eyes to see, um, we cannot leave it a, a, in in a bathroom or or in a uh, or in a or in a table while we are eating. That information has to be secure. That because that's uh, information that has been given to a person with some privilege with with some privilege. So um, do if if that information gets in the wrong hands. It can be used to uh, to do damage to uh, to and it will affect um, the people. Uh, for example, um, the information that that is stolen, it could be uh, sold in the in the dark web, or it or it could be uh, or it could cost a person a life. Uh, for example, if some information is not, uh, it doesn't arrive to the correct person, it could uh, cause serious damage. Uh, a person cannot get the, uh, the treatment. Uh, a person can get an incorrect treatment. So two-factor authentication comes in to 
protect that information so that uh, third parties or um, people that don't have the privileges uh, cannot access it. Raymond and Michael, these are uh, great points that particularly you, Raymond, have, uh, have brought up. Uh, I would add the just the one concept to the question that you asked, Michael, is that really what we're trying to do, what anybody's trying to do with two-factor authentication is to confirm that you are you. Uh, and I loved Raymond's example of something that's not even technology-driven. So in the sense that if you go to the bank, when you set up a, a you know, a very important account, they, a lot of times they fingerprint you. And that's that's great. I, that's a great example of two-factor authentication isn't just a technology-driven solution. There's manual processes that can be put into place to verify that you are you. This happens often. <clears throat> I'm sure all of you have gone uh, to the DMV to get your driver's license. And many times when you're, when you're doing that, you have to bring in multiple pieces of information to prove that you are you. So you have to bring in your passport or your social security card, excuse me, and not, not just or, and they're asking you to bring in multiple of these things. Even, even a, uh, uh, an electrical bill, things that prove that you are you and that you live where you say you live. So that's what that's the world that we're living in right now. We we need to have these tools. We need to have these processes put into place because it's become so easy to trick the systems so that they think that you are you, but you're not. Uh, that nowadays you have to put in a couple of these different different things uh, in place. I love the idea that Raymond mentioned, where okay, imagine on your phone instead of just your face ID, you'd also would have to put put in the pin. It would be cumbersome, but it would be a much higher level of security to, to make sure that you are you. Uh, uh, we've seen it with the banks. We've seen it in other places where you put in your password, but then you have to also receive an email and put in a, a PIN code in addition to your password. So again, another step, another, another way to make sure that uh, you are you. So uh, this, is a, this is a great subject. Uh, I've, I've loved it. For a long, long time, I've, I've paid a lot of attention to, to the things that are going on uh, in, this, in this area. And uh, I'm really encouraged, actually, with, with a lot of the things that the companies have been doing because it, it, they've managed ways to do it where it doesn't really hurt you too much uh, in, the time, in, you know, in, in efficiency and in time consumption. And yet, you know, the things that, that they're asking you to do really kind of ensure, you know, that validity of, of your... Of your um, identity so great job uh raymond with you, with your answers thank you um if you need any more clarification i'm i'm open to to um to try and explain it um as much as you need thank you raymond and we will put you know raymond's email and everything on the on the website for the podcast so uh, feel free to reach out to him at any time as well as myself uh, as we've said in previous podcasts, we're, we're open to talking to anyone and to uh, receiving all your questions. Uh, we look forward to answering them during the, during the podcast, just like we're doing today. Excellent, Raymond. Everything you say today is part of a series of wonderful things that happen to make our customer have a great experience. Thank you guys for joining us. This is a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes.
Goodbye. See you all later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.